Hello and welcome to the Title Pending Podcast. I am your host this and every week. My name is Willow. Your name is, uh, your name. Haley is not here this week and I think that's kind of fitting for, um, I guess the, the title and the theme of this week, which is being alone. <laughs> um, I hope everybody had a good week. I worked a lot. Um, luckily I did get to socialize a little bit as well, but I have been thinking a lot about how much time I spend by myself, um, and, you know, in a good way and a bad way, I guess you could say. Um, in plenty of different aspects as well, unfortunately. Um, I don't really consider myself an introvert either, um, for the most part I am a social person. I like to talk to people, I like to meet new people, I like to go out with people and do things with people. Um, and I haven't been able to do that a lot lately. I know a lot of us haven't been able to do that for a while, considering the state of the universe, the state of the world. But, unfortunately, for people like me, we thrive off of the energy of others and socializing. And when you can't do that for over a year, regularly... You can't go out and see people. You can't do anything outside in crowds or with small groups of people. It just becomes a very sad, tired place to be, I guess. I don't know if anybody... I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, but I'm sure a lot of people also can't because introverted people tend to thrive off of situations like that. Um, when they're alone, they seem to be... I guess, more comfortable than if they're with a crowd or a group. Um, and there's nothing wrong with either one of those preferences. Like, you could either only thrive when you're with people or only thrive when you're alone, and there's nothing wrong with that. I am one of those people that tends to gravitate towards other people's energy. Um, and I learned that about myself over the year. Because um, I used to consider myself an introvert. I used to think that I was good being alone um, that I was better off being alone because I was, I guess, terrified to, to meet people and to worry about what they thought about me. Um, but going through a whole year where I can't see the people most important to me or, you know, go out and meet new people or be around people even, like, I don't even have to talk to them. And just the energy around me makes me feel better. Um... I learned that I, I'm better at being around other people. Not for, I don't know. I could be alone for a certain period of time, I guess. But I'd prefer to spend time with people. And I don't know if that says anything about being alone with myself <laughs> and how I feel about being alone with myself. But I have been thinking a lot recently about stuff like that. And with everybody kind of finally pulling out of the year of loneliness we've all had, I realized that I'm not really on the same wavelength as anybody else. Um, everybody else seems to be, I guess, they have their crowds, they have their people. And I have my people, I have my friends, I love my friends, I see them often. They mean the world to me. I could never discount that. However, 
with everybody getting into relationships or dating or talking to people, new people now, because it's been a year without it. And I realize I want that too. And I, I don't know how to do it. As someone who is social, I have no idea how to socialize with people I'm actually attracted to and actually would like to pursue something with. Um, and that terrifies me, unfortunately. I feel as though I'm lacking something that just seems to be common sense for everybody else. I seem to think that I'm just behind in that aspect. And I try not to hold it against myself. But after a certain point, you start to wonder if it's your fault. Um, I never think it, I never thought it wasn't my fault. Uh, growing up, I was never the kid that people pursued. Um, didn't date in high school. Barely dated after high school. I don't date now. And that's not on purpose. So you could call me an incel if you'd like. Because um, in most basic terms, involuntary celibate, that's where I stand, I guess. Um, so feel free to make that joke, because I agree. <laughs> but I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> I don't know how to go about changing my mindset to someone who is not terrified of rejection and not terrified of the idea of spending the rest of my life alone because I was in love and I've been in love and I'm not anymore and it sucks I will not lie to you um losing someone you think you're gonna spend a decent portion of your life with is never easy and after my first real relationship after high school like when I graduated and everything I just didn't know what to do after that so I kind of just retreated into myself to try to understand myself better and understand why it didn't work because I blamed myself as you do um, and even though it wasn't solely me you know I, I put a lot of that blame on myself and I thought that like there was something wrong with me and to this day, I still haven't figured out why I can't move on from that. But I've started theorizing, and I think a lot of it has to do with my fear of rejection. I am terrified of going to someone that, I don't know, I've been interested in or could see myself being interested in and being vulnerable with those people just to be shut down. And I know that that's inevitable, that not everybody I'm into is going to be into me, that I'm not going to, to win every, you know, person over with my charm and the like, but, but it is a little discouraging to be 21 and not have any prospects of anyone romantically. 
and you know my friends are, are dating or they're you know in serious relationships already and I could not be happier for them but I'm starting to realize that I am going to be left behind and not in the way that like oh they're gonna forget about me but if they're all in relationships and they do relationship things with their partners or as a group with their partners I'm that's not something I'm gonna be a part of because I don't have one and that terrifies me it's awful to think about I compared myself to Ted Mosby today which is horrible horrendous if you've seen how I met your mother um, you know what I'm talking about if you haven't the main character the, the man who spends nine years looking for the love of his life while his friends move on around him and he's just the most unbearable character because all he cares about is getting in a relationship and I, I would like to think that that's not my only goal in life right now. Um, I don't think it is. I have other important things to be focusing on. But there's this nagging in the back of my head constantly. That's like, your friends are going to forget about you because you can't go out with them alone because you'll just be an awkward single person. And no one's going to want to hang out with the awkward, sad single person when y'all are all 25 with you know, serious romantic relationships, or you're dating someone, and I'm just sitting here by myself because I can't fucking handle the word no. <laughs> so, I've been in that place for a while, and I, I hate dating. Like, I hate dating in general. I hate Tinder. I'm on Tinder, and I hate it because... I don't know these people, and I have that issue where if I don't know someone, I have no interest in them, romantically or otherwise, until I get to know them. And Tinder is not the place to get to know someone, believe it or not, and that's not how most people use it, but it's what I prefer doing. So I'm like, oh, I'll meet people when I go out to concerts to bars now that I'm 21, you know, I'll, I'll meet people, I'll go to places that people like me go, whether that be a gay club or a gay bar or a fucking hardcore show, and I'll meet someone, and it'll, it'll be chance, you know, and I think that's becoming more and more unrealistic, even, even with people going back outside and doing things, I still don't think that's, like, normal anymore, which is kind of unfortunate, but at the same time, we're all online. We all meet people on the internet. I just haven't met that person, and I'm 21. It's not like my life is going to be over if I don't meet someone this year or in the next three years, and I keep telling myself that, that I have time, and that I have other things I could be worrying about, but this particular nagging... <laughs> of I will not be worth something if I am not in a relationship continues to eat away at me. Um, and it's scary. It's horrible to think about my worth in relation to other people. Um, and you know, it just makes me really sad to think of myself as less because I'm single because 
no one else, like, is single or is actively, like, not looking for someone. I'm not looking. Per se. You know? Because I don't... I'm not the take-action type when it comes to dating. Mostly because I'm gay. And it's hard to figure out which other people are gay and interested in me on top of that. And I guess I still have this mindset that I did in high school where I was not attractive. I was not pursuable. I was not anyone's type. And that's my own fault. That's, that's the, the mindset I need to escape to completely get out of my head before I can even begin, like, pursuing someone or even just putting myself out there. Um, because I know the whole, like, no one's gonna love you if you can't love yourself is, like, a toxic saying to an extent. Like, it's not the best example of how to feel when you're single. Excuse me. But it is true to an extent, unfortunately. <laughs> um, because at a certain point, you have to be confident enough in yourself to be rejected. And I don't know if I am, because I haven't tried it. I haven't made the effort to ask someone on a date or to hang out. I've been asked a few times. I've done it a few times. And it just hasn't, like, gone anywhere. And that's fine. Because I wasn't really feeling it. They weren't really feeling it either. Like, that's totally cool. But I'm terrified of going up to someone I really like. I mean, like, hey, I like you. You want to, like, hang out? You want to do something about it? And then looking at me and being like, no. <laughs> that scares me. And I don't know what I would do about it. I don't know who I would talk to about it because my friends are the ones that are pursued, usually. They're not, the, they're not doing pursuing. They don't do, per, like, for the most part. They are like me in that way. But they're more confident than I am. So they can handle when things don't work out. Yeah, they'll be sad like I am, but, like, I... It's devastating to my ego, usually. When I lose something I think is going really well. And I guess I've thought about it more just because we're in such a weird environment lately where meeting new people is way more difficult than it was two years ago. There's a limited amount of things you can do right now. Even with everything coming back and starting up again. You don't want to let people in your bubble that you don't know. At least for a little bit. I don't know how long it'll be before we totally forget that. <laughs> um, and I just... It's not even that like I have someone in mind that doesn't like me back. I don't like anybody that way. I don't know anybody that way. I go to work and I hang out with the friends I've known since high school. Or like two plus years. So it's already past the point of like, oh, what if we, you know? It's like, it's over that point. <laughs> so it's, it's hard. 
to be alone, not by your own choice, but kind of by your own choice. Because then you start confusing yourself. And you're like, do I want this? Or, or am I doing this because I'm scared? And the more I talk about it, the more I realize I might just be scared. And I don't know how to fix that. I don't know how to get over being so set on what other people think of me that I just put myself out there. And I know putting yourself out there is difficult, regardless. It doesn't matter. It's going to be a hard thing to do. You're going to get nervous. And there's no guarantee that someone who you like is going to like you back. And I don't like fearing the unknown. I hate it. I hate the unknown. I hate surprises. I'm not the type of person you should throw a surprise party for. Because I'll be anxious that I underdress the whole time. But I know at some point, I'm probably going to have to just bite the bullet and do it. But I have no one in mind. Which is also difficult. I could be on Tinder, like, swiping right on all these pretty girls, all these pretty non-binary people, for God knows how long. And I'll send messages to some of them. But... I don't know them, so I don't care if they don't respond. I don't think about them constantly. And in a way, that's relieving, because when I have feelings for someone, they're, they're there, and they're loud. They're constantly there, and they're just always on my brain. That was me throughout high school. It was me when I was in my first serious relationship, in my last serious relationship. I was focused on the other person. In a healthy way, sometimes. Some other times it was a little more difficult to validate how I felt about the person. Because I have a habit of romanticizing people in my life regardless of romantic interest or not. Um, and that's, that becomes a problem, especially for someone who is so sensitive. You build up an idea of someone and they don't live up to those expectations and you can only blame yourself because you were the one who put those expectations on that person. <laughs> but when I'm 21, sitting here, and my, the closest thing I have is like a joke marriage pact with one of my friends that if we're both single by the time we're 30, we marry for the benefits. Everybody has one of those. And I don't even know if that's true. I don't even know if that's going to happen. And that's how much I fear rejection, guys. That's how much it haunts me. That even my best friend will not marry me for tax benefits. Because, like, even if they are single. Because I am so unappealing. <laughs> I don't think I'm unappealing. I just think I haven't found the right person to appeal to. And that sucks. I should say I should get out more. But again, again, being gay <laughs> um, is difficult. Especially, like, with the same schedule every day. is just go to work and go home. And go to work and go home. And hang out with your friends on Friday and go home. Like, we don't go out when we hang out with friends. We stay inside or we, like, maybe go out to eat. But, like, not places where you would expect to see a crowd of gay people just single gay people just waiting to find someone and that's just not how it works anymore because everybody's on tinder or everybody's met the love of their life 
a thousand miles away on Twitter. And I wish I could even say that. I would not even settle. I would have a long-distance romantic relationship at this point. I'd be okay with it. If I found the right person and was talking to them for a good amount of time and I really felt like they were real and I knew they were real, you know, no, none of this catfish shit. We're not doing this. I'm not doing that. But I'd be okay with it. I'm sure I would. However, we're not there yet. We are sitting at a computer on a Sunday afternoon recording a podcast about how we're alone. Um, and by we, I mean me. I don't want to rush anything. I don't want to think that my 20s are when I should be finding the love of my life and, you know, settling down, even though that's what my friends tend to be doing. But it would be nice to have a little fun. You know? To maybe kiss someone every once in a fucking while. I haven't been kissed in two years, bro. I'm sure a lot of single people also haven't been because, you know, pandemic. But I haven't gone on a date since July of 2019. And I haven't been on a date that I liked and cared about since maybe April of 2019. So... I am here now, (laughs) reflecting on myself as a person, trying to decide if it's me, if it's our environment, if it's Tinder, if it, like, I, I don't know, it could be a combination of all three, but when you see your friends meeting people and being happy with people. Obviously, there's that twinge of, like, a little bit of envy, a little bit of jealousy. I'm sure everybody feels it. No one wants to admit it. I never did. I remember one of my friends told me he was talking to someone, and I started crying. I'm gay, and he was talking to someone, and I cried because I was afraid I was going to lose my best friend. What a fucking idiot. I didn't, (laughs) clearly, but... A part of me still feels like I'm going to be the one left behind, that I'm going to be the one not ever in a relationship. And I know a relationship doesn't define you. I know single people are just as happy as people in relationships. However, like I said, I am someone who thrives off of other people's energy. I like spending time with people, and if I had a person who wanted to spend all their time with me and I had a person I wanted to spend most of or all of my time with that way I would do it in a heartbeat and I don't know what that says about me I'm sorry this podcast has gotten so sad and pathetic but it's something I've been needing to get off my chest for a while I talked to my therapist about it and I told her that I didn't really have any motivation to meet people right now Mostly because all I do is work, but also partially because I don't want to go to a bar alone to meet people. I don't want to go places alone because, you know, I still present as female most of the time. I look like I'm a girl. And to go to places like bars where there's alcohol alone (laughs) terrifies me. Even gay bars. I don't know. I don't know how people work. I don't trust people ever. <clears throat> for someone who, tr- who loves people quite a bit, 
I'm really bad at trusting them. So, I'm at a standstill here. And I'm not asking for advice. I'm not asking for pity either. Please don't pity me. Oh my god. If you are sitting there and batting your eyelids and being like, Oh, poor Willow, they can't find me. me, me, me. I don't want to fucking hear it. Because I'm not that type of person. I don't want to be pitied. I want to be loved, man. Yeah, sure, don't we all? But it's my own undoing. Excuse me, I have to cough. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> especially after a whole year inside, you'd think anything else would be easier to do. If you could spend a whole year by yourself, you could do anything. Spend a whole year with yourself, learning about yourself, only hearing your voice and your families if you live with them, or your roommates. The only way to contact the outside world is via FaceTime. You'd think you'd be able to do anything after that. And I think it made it worse. I think I spent so much time on my own that I forgot how to talk to people like that. I don't go to college, so I, I lose a chance of meeting tons of people that way because I'm poor. And I don't want to blame myself for that, but I do. I work at a doggy daycare, bro. I don't see humans. I don't want to see humans that way. I hate customer service. But at least there was a chance of meeting someone who was kind of cool working at a shoe store, you know? Dog owners are usually families. They're all set. They don't, they don't need... You know, a 21-year-old non-binary weirdo... <laughs> flirting with them while they drop their dog off. I don't even bother doing that. So, you know, it's it's going to be a curve, a learning process. I have a bunch of shows lined up for myself. And hopefully that's some sort of introduction to the human world again. And I can finally figure out how to talk to people and be my charming self. But... I've accepted that it's going to take some time. I'm not sure how I would I would even go about it if I found someone I liked at this point. I don't know what I would do. I don't know where I would go. I would kind of just hope to God they liked me back regardless. And that's not fair. You gotta put some kind of effort into something if you want a certain result, I think. And I'm not saying I would change myself for someone. But I also wonder if I'm just that repulsive. <laughs> I don't think I am. I'd like to think I have some redeeming qualities. That someone out there would find me interesting enough to have a conversation with. At least. I don't know. This is going to be a short podcast, by the way. I'm alone. <laughs> Clearly. Um, and I just... This is just me rambling, and I know you guys don't want to hear me talk about being single for an hour. But that's all I got, really, to talk about, so I'm going to keep going for a little bit. I mean, watching... This is going to be a horrible segue, but watching Inside <laughs> has opened my eyes to, like, the feeling of being alone way more than I ever wanted. That sucks. Because, you know... <coughs> 
being alone versus being stuck inside alone are two different things. Being alone by choice was something I opted for often um, before the pandemic. And then I was stuck by myself for a year without a choice. And it sucked. And I was so exhausted by myself and the world around me, the very limited space of world around me that I had, that I would do anything to get the fuck out and be someone else at this point. I spent way too much time with myself. I learned way too much about myself in such a short amount of time. And I don't know what to do with all this information. Because no one else cares. It's, they had their own year of self-reflection. They don't want to hear about me. I don't want to hear about them. Or maybe I do. Maybe I do want to learn exactly what you learned about yourself over the past 15 months. Only if, I mean, if you'll listen to me, I'll, I'll listen to you. But, like, why would you want to even bring it up? You spent so much time with yourself, now you want to relay that information to someone? Like, to an extent, yes. Like, me being non-binary and also finding out I'm a lesbian. Two things I think are very important <laughs> for people I end up in a relationship with. However, a bunch of things I don't need to share. <clears throat> Not on the first date, anyway. But it's, it's been tough. And I'm sure it's been tough for a lot of you listening as well. Or maybe you're in the best relationship of your life and you got into it in, in quarantine and somehow it worked out. That's also crazy to me. When people, like, met right before the pandemic and the pandemic happens and you're still kind of in the talking stages with someone and then you can't see them for a year or move in together, which is something I also saw quite a bit it, it's wild to me how life works that way um I'm just not one of God's favorites I've accepted that um <laughs> so things don't usually work out well for me like that so if I were to be talking to someone like let's say January of 2020 two months before our lockdown here I don't think that would have survived in all honesty Genuinely, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I wouldn't know. I haven't talked to anybody since fucking July of 2019. And I don't think that's due to the last person I talked to being horrible. I don't think that's due to anything except for my lack of effort. And my hatred for Tinder. <laughs> but it's okay. Most of all, I've learned that I'm okay by myself. I, I do a good enough job up until this point I haven't really thought about it I know I'm good on my own I know I'm capable of being that person that never has a relationship and is still okay I don't even need a serious relationship I would just like some affection every once in a while and I know my friends love me and I know they're not gonna abandon me when they do group activities with their partners they might not invite me and that's okay. But they're not going to leave me to be, like, an exclusively, like, 
group of, like, an exclusive group of only couples, you know? And if they did... Oh, they have another thing coming. They are not allowed to get rid of me. Unless they outwardly say that they're done with me. <laughs> Which I don't think would happen, but, you know, we all have our fears. My best friend has been my best friend for almost a decade. And we've been through absolutely everything together, and she's in a serious relationship with a kid on the way. And she's awesome, and she's doing great. She's doing the family thing. And she's still my best friend. So, <laughs> I shouldn't be as worried as I am. But, I am. <laughs> I wish I knew why. I wish I understood myself a little more. So imagine that after 15 months by yourself, you still don't know yourself. It's terrifying. Like I said, this is going to be a short podcast, but I also just started crying, so I think I should end it here. Um, thank you guys for listening. And I'll read my patrons real quick for you. Next week will be a little more lighthearted and I'm probably a little longer and hopefully with the co-host. <clears throat> Haley and I had no ideas until after. Um, I saw Black Widow yesterday. It was pretty good. Kind of underwhelming for a Marvel movie, probably because I'm not like a huge fan of the Marvel universe, but Florence Pugh with a Russian accent, man, that does it for you. Michael Linehan, Mary Cabral, Kat, Shelby Church, my mom, Max, and Haley. All my favorite, genuine, wonderful seven people that continue to support me even when I'm literally recording myself bursting into tears. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. I will see you, hear you next week. <laughs> Bye.